Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast. So, um, the next kind of realm of tools is more so for lesson delivery. So not necessarily in the hands of students creating, which is like ideal, um, or, you know, helping to give all students a voice. Also totally great. Um, so this is more so for the teacher to organize and deliver a lesson. So the first one comes to mind, obviously we've had a few uh, episodes this season on roadmaps. And you can certainly, I know you have Google Classroom, uh, we have Canvas in our district. You can certainly set up roadmaps in that kind of setting. But what Deck Toys does is, is it is kind I mean, I feel like it's built for for roadmaps. Uh, literally it is, uh, their tagline is learning paths for lesson adventures. So it's basically setting up a roadmap, uh, that's clickable. And then they have different, um, you know, visual aspects. So it can kind of look like it is an actual roadmap and they have different, uh, stops along the way. Um, you can have it look more like a, like a game kind of map or an outer space kind of theme. So it can visually uh, look a little bit more interesting. And then you have all, all sorts of different things that you can put into like those map markers, whether it be an image, a Google Doc, uh, a YouTube link. So deck toys, you can kind of see the different shapes here. Um, they can go, you know, at their own pace. So that's the other thing that Deck Toys does is, you know, they, you, you can prescribe the order they need to go in. So if they haven't done one thing, they, they need to finish one before they finish another. And then it looks like you can create some different paths as well. Um, let me see if I'd sign up. I'm trying to see there's generally... Yeah, there's also a gallery, right? So it's always nice to have some sample lessons ready to go. So let's go into social studies, you know, my favorite. So you can take one of these, preview it. And as you can see, there's all sorts of different stops along the way. Very cool. Yeah. So. It kind of feels like um, like an interactive um, Prezi and um, like HyperDoc. Yes. And a roadmap. Yes. And slightly gamified feel with the backgrounds and all the interactions. 
Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Actually, a lot of people, if you go to Teachers Give Teachers, the HyperDocs website, mm-hmm. um, a lo- there are a, a few HyperDocs that are built in deck toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, agreed too that it, it has this gamified feel because you have like these different levels in these areas, this little map of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so totally awesome. I know that they have, you know, a free free plan and then you can upgrade, but I, I do feel like the free plan in general has been uh, pretty, pretty good. So that's deck toys. Uh, again, it sounds maybe elementary, but really it's, it's great all yeah. across the board. Um, and it's perfect for roadmaps. So if you've become a fan of roadmaps, uh, deck toys is the one for you. I, I will say not that I've, I've become a little canvas bias. I really do love canvas, our learning management system where you can build a module and you can build in all these requirements, you know, that don't get unlocked until they do some other thing. And so Google classroom doesn't have that yeah. really ability. And so I think deck toys is a great tool to bring in, uh, to a Google Classroom kind of atmosphere for that. All right, the other one that I'd say is similar um, to Deck Toys, but also does, I'd say, even more, is called Genially. And it's basically all you know interactive content. And so you can have an interactive image. So let's say you are teaching about, um, you know, part a certain ecosystem or a certain landform or whatever. So you can take an image and then you can put these little interactive hotspots on there that would have information, whether they it be a link or text that you type in. And then they also have really fun templates as well for gamification, for infographics, and I know also some escape the room kind of um, templates as well. So Genially is a a super fun, again, kind of interactive way to, to help students explore a topic. And there's a number of ones that you can find on there and use for yourself. What do you think of these? All of these have such pretty websites and just like, <laughs> it, it looks good. Like it doesn't look like a teaching um, specific website, you know, like. Yeah, I well, that's good. I know. Well, and I feel it's like it's 2022 and mm-hmm. students are obviously, you know, on sites and on their phones or social media where things do look good and they look visually appealing and when our teacher stuff does not look that way automatically it screams you know boring or you know um not that it has to be flashy but i i think that visual appeal does go a long way um not to be negative but the teachers pay teachers if you look at the website like they're all the same like font and style and just so like elementary level and it's just like 
Like, I don't, if I was a student, I would just be rolling my eyes the whole time. Because <laughs> also, they're uh, mostly worksheets. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not a teacher's pay teacher's fan. <laughs> I, 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 think there there's gems out there I found mm -hmm. some good things on there but a lot of times yeah it's it's basically a worksheet meant to look a lot prettier yeah. and you know what I would hope again with this genially with like an interactive image again it's it's meant to draw in some curiosity and draw mm -hmm. in some exploration of a topic like oh I can click on these different spots and I can get um, information in different ways, right? Not all just text, but some's going to be video, some's going to be audio, some's going to be links to another site. So it's this multimedia interactive experience that, that a student can explore to gain some background knowledge and to, you know, become more curious about a topic. And then my final one for today, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, so tell me, I, I do feel like this is a big one. Have you heard of Nearpod? I have heard of Nearpod. Okay. And I feel like we have talked about it before. Okay. All right. It also yeah. sounds like Pear Deck. Yes. So I, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They're, they're very similar, the two things. Um, yeah. Nearpod and Pear Deck are very, very similar for both of them now, you know, you basically build a Google slide deck and then mm -hmm. you use the, the add-on, either the Nearpod or the Pear Deck add-on. And then you can add in interactive pieces. So you might have a slide and after that, you might bring in a draw it slide where they're drawing out the concept, maybe doing a sketch and tell edge protocol um, in there. Or you could have a poll, or you could have a question, or it could lead to a video. It just is kind of making more of an interactive experience. So it's mm -hmm. it's taking a somewhat traditional, like, hey, I've got these, these Google Slides with info on it, but you're going to bring in some points for the students to interact with the material, informatively assess, are they getting it? Are they understanding right. what's going on? Um, and then the other thing is students... While it might be up on your screen, students can also have it on their screen, which is great because a lot of times, you know, if they're, it, it helps to have it right in front of them instead of, you know, way up front in class and, and you can guide them when your screen advances, their screen advances, they don't have to click anything. Uh, so if they're starting to zone out and all of a sudden their, their screen moves and changes, woo, Hopefully they'll they'll come back into uh, the picture. And Nearpod too, also you know they add more and more features. They have a lesson library of things built and ready to go. They've added in Edpuzzle like features. Um, they can do audio responses, all sorts of things. So just more ways of making sure students are engaged or at least participating, or you're able to easily formatively assess, are they understanding it? Are they hearing it? Or do they have thoughts or an ideas about this and gives them a place to put it? It seemed like, um, yeah, like formative assessments and just um, seemed good to use at the beginning of class for check-ins and just um, like, what did you remember from yesterday or things like that? And here's like a sneak peek preview of what we're going to be doing today and 
some background information that's crucial to know before you are released with your own like creative um, engaging um, time to make your own and collaborate. So I think that yeah, I think is uh, I do like having that entire whole group um not discussion but just like because you want to have community with the classroom mm -hmm. and and oftentimes it's hard to do whole group activities or um just assessments all together and so you kind of want to have um, some sort of like a, a time together at the beginning just to i don't know do all sorts of things like see how students are doing with SEL check-ins or just um, yeah just talking about what happened last night at the big game or and just having some space to do that and I think like uh, I've used Pear Deck to do that as well yeah I think um, like genially deck toys like could be really cool to just have that at the as, at the beginning yeah well and the for Nearpod and Pear Deck, I think what it does too is so even if it is a more traditional whole group kind of lesson, mm -hmm. instead of, you know, does anybody have any thoughts about that? Or who knows the answer to this? And just having that one person who's going to raise their hand mm -hmm. and um, it allows every person a chance to respond in this way so whether you know it doesn't have to be out loud but they're all asked to respond and give thoughts and that's a great way for you to hear from all of the students and not mm -hmm. just the handful that are generally going to participate i feel like teaching hasn't changed much or maybe students haven't changed much because <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking about when i was a student like looking around the classroom and i see my kids now and it's like yeah they're all the same <laughs> just there's more technology and different things and the world has changed but humans are humans are humans <laughs> so true so yeah that's a whole pool here of tech tools to think mm -hmm. about and try but really something to keep in mind is you know don't start with the ed tech tool, like, oh, I really want to do a Flipgrid. You want to start still with your learning goal. What are you trying to do? Or how are you trying to um, give students more opportunities to respond or create or whatever it is and, and bring the learning tool in that's most appropriate and that's going to fit most. And I think, you know, especially with younger students, sixth graders and below, um, when we're, you're talking about creating, don't throw them all at them at once. You know, start with uh, a, one, help them get used to that. And then as time goes on, then you can give them a little bit more choice, right? Once they've learned them all, it's like, oh, you want to make a Flipgrid video? Do you want to make a Canva uh, graphic? Whatever it may be, then they can have a little bit more choice once they've gotten to know uh, the different platforms. Uh, that makes me want to like move up with my grades and just <laughs> be like, hey, remember this? Now you're an expert and now 
we could do all sorts of things rather than starting over in September with new new kids who have to learn everything from this. Uh, but well, there are anyway. That's a different story altogether. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, ed tech it's a great thing. It's interesting. I feel. I mean, there are certainly new things that have come along in my years of doing it or, you know, being interested and involved in all this, but a lot of things that have just, you know, stuck around for quite a while. So um, it's a great tool. And, and then ultimately, yeah, as I said, if it can be a way that students can uh, have options to express themselves and their learning in a way that's going to work best for them, that's, that's a win. <laughs> so, all right, EdTech 101, Tech Tools 101 for the beginning teacher, um, you know, but as you already know, you've started with Google Slides, you've got that down, uh, those are some good basics, and then you can grow from there. Yeah, all right. Doing more Thank things like this. Yes. All right, and, and who knows, maybe after next week, I'll be like, oh, I've heard about the coolest new tool. Uh, and there are, there are a lot of tools, but again, you don't want to just go after the tools just for the sake of it. Um, think about what is a problem I'm having, an instructional problem I'm having, or something I want the students to be able to do, and I can't do it in, a, in this way. And then maybe there's a tech tool to fill that. So all right. Thanks all for listening to episode seven. And all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And please follow us on Twitter at Bell Ringers Show.